Hello and welcome to this episode of the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast. First, thank you for listening and if you enjoy this episode, please remember to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you're listening. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram at No Gimmicks Just Sweat. No Gimmicks Just Sweat was started to showcase people from all walks of life sharing their particular fitness journeys. Everyone has a different story and everyone has a different reason behind their journey. Hopefully these stories will not only inspire you, but also help you aspire to heights you've never thought possible. Again, thank you for listening, and now, let's get it started. Hey, welcome to a new episode of No Gimmicks Just Sweat. Today's guest is the one, the only, Shawana White. Shawana, how are you doing today? I'm doing great on this lovely 86-degree day. Yes, it is a beautiful day outside. Lovely day. Spring weather. You know, summer's coming up. Hopefully a decent race season this year. I know, for real. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hope so. Looking forward to coming to you. Sorry, I'm looking forward to coming to you guys neck of the woods for Peach Street this year. All right, all right. Cool, cool. All right, before we get started, uh, let's kind of go through a little, uh, little icebreaker. It's just a couple of questions to kind of, you know, get things started and let people to kind of get to know you a little bit better, okay? Okay, sounds good. All right, morning runs or evening runs? Um, um I personally, uh, both. It depends because some days I run doubles, so I have to run in the morning and in the evening. So, yeah, both. Doubles, we're, we're going to talk about that you know as we go uh, going with the show all right run on the treadmill or run outside outside all the time (laughs) (laughs) have no patience for the treadmill yeah solo runs or group runs um i actually enjoy both (laughs) but for workout days mostly solo for easy days group runs okay okay um road runs or trail runs road all right, what's your favorite race distance? The marathon. All right, what is um, your dream location to run? If you can run anywhere in the world, where would you love to go run? Um, yes, I know this question was coming. Um, <laughs> I actually have two two spots, and the one I'm probably going to butcher the name. Um, but anywhere in Kenya, I would love to go to Kenya and run over there, the home of the champions. And also... Um, <laughs> St. Marie's, I think St. Marie's, I think I said that. I don't even know where that is, but I hear all the professional runners from the Bowman Track Club. They always talk about that place and they have pictures and it's so pretty. I know it's somewhere in Europe. Okay. Yes, I have to look that place up. <laughs> all right. Last question. If you can go on a run with any celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? Now, when you say celebrity, is it a runner or like movie? It can be a runner. It, it can be an athlete, entertainer, singer, just uh, anyone famous. Oh, I would love to go for a run with Des Linden. Oh, okay, cool. And see, you never know. That could <laughs> that could possibly happen. Yeah, that'll be cool. <laughs> All right. So I always want to start out the show by getting to know the person. So what is your story? And I say your story because everybody has a story 
from where they began to where they are now. So let's hear your story. I, it all started in Atlanta, Georgia, where I was born and raised. Um, as a child, I used to love to go outside and play. And I, pl- I enjoyed it so much that my grandmother literally had to um, rush me in the house every day. So I used <laughs> to play outside. Um, we used to play all sorts of games, like from basketball, kickball, um, races, where we race against each other no set distance we just just run as far as we can as fast as we can and um when I was in elementary school I used to always compete in field day and I was pretty successful at all the field days um activities especially the running events and then when I was in middle school um my middle school PE teacher actually after field day he asked me to run track and you know, I told him, um, I basically told him no, because when I asked my grandmother, she said no. So, um, so I was like, <laughs> okay, I uh, cannot run track. But then um, fast forward, when I went to high school, the high school coach, he saw me in the office one day. Can't remember why I was in the office, but I was in the office for some reason. And, um, he asked me the same question about running track. And, and my high school coach, he he just said that I look like a runner or something. So that's why he asked me. And then at that point, I remember from middle school that if I asked my grandmother, she's going to tell me no. So I told the high school coach that he would have to ask her. And so he asked her and she told him yes, as long as he would bring me home because she wanted me to come straight home from school because normally, I catch the school bus and that's how I would get home every day. And she didn't want me to be riding on the model because that's the form of transportation in Atlanta because my, um, we didn't have a family car. So that's how we traveled. So, and she want, didn't want me to catch the bus on the school day. So she told him, yes, he brought me home every day. And, um, I had a really fun, I had a really fun time running in, um, high school, um, during that time, not only did I compete track, eventually I ran cross country because um, after my first season, my coach told me that I was going to run cross country. And and I was asking some of my teammates, what is that? And they was like, well, that's where you run in the forest and and you run three miles. And I'm like, what? Three miles? Because the furthest <laughs> I ran um, for high school, for high school track was a 3200. And that was eight laps. And I was like, you're telling me. We're going to have to run four more laps. And they're like, it's not laps. Like like I said, you know, we're running in forests. We're running on rocks and stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> this sounds kind of crazy. But um, but actually, it was pretty fun. Like, I really, when I was in high school, I really had a love for cross country. And when I ran cross country, um, I actually won the um, city championship race. That's where all the schools because I went to Atlanta public school system. That's where all the schools, they compete for cross country. And then you have like a city champ. And I actually made it to state my senior year for cross country, um, which was really fun. And then high school track, I made the state twice in the 800. And I placed fifth in the 800 my senior year. 
because my junior year, I didn't make it out of the um, prelims. And so my goal as a senior, I was like, I'm just going to make it to the final. And if I can make it to the final, that's a win. So after that, eventually, um, college was next. And I had a lot of offers, offers for scholarships. And at the time, I was really scared about going far away from home. So I chose West Georgia because it was only a, a hour drive, I believe. So, yeah. but going to college, I didn't know that you really didn't go home on the weekend. I thought that if you didn't have a race, that you would get to go home. But no, you trained during the weekends. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. I thought I was going to be going home on the weekends and I didn't have meat. So I was like, wow, you know what? Maybe I could have went to another college. I just so, um, so yeah, so I ran in college. Um, Again, college was fun, just like high school. Um, my school, we actually made it to nationals for cross country my senior year. Um, my greatest achievement from college was placing second in the conference meet. And West Georgia was a division two school, if that means anything to your viewers. Um, and then after college, I actually took a break from running because I was so burned out. Cause like I was saying earlier, we had to train on the weekends and I did not understand that concept. I, I mean, I just thought that if you didn't have a race then you know, you get rest days. So after that, rest days, what's that? I know. <laughs> and so I took four years for about four years off. And then uh, when I first started teaching, well, when I was teaching at a charter school in Georgia, um, Date Academy, um, at the time we didn't have sports for charters for charter schools because we wasn't part of the public school system. So, um, as a PE teacher and unofficial athletic director, um, my job was to try to find some outlets for sports. So I actually found this um, program called Loot Sports, and at the time. They only had flag football and basketball, and they decided to have an exhibition track meet. And so I was like, oh, this is fun. So it was like a one-time deal thing. So I was like, so I put out a flyer. Some kids came out. I trained them. And then after the track meet, the kids were still so – they were so excited about running. And I was like, I don't know how we're going to run because they don't have track in this league. And then one of the parents told me that, you know, you can enter them in parking wrecks. And so I did that. And basically, coaching, starting a track team at Date Academy, basically um, lit the fire back in me to start back running. Like, I was so inspired by my student athletes that I was like, they were out here working hard, chasing their dreams. And I was like, you know what? I have some unfinished business in running that I need to you know, give it a go. Because like, I remember on my college visit, you know, I didn't know any better. I told the coach that I wanted to go to the Olympics. I didn't have no idea what it takes to go to Olympics. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, after, you know, starting coaching the kids, I was just like, you know what, let's just get back in shape and see if you can run 20 minutes for a 5k. And right. so, you know, with that, I started I started working towards that goal. And then in the process, I was like, you know what? 
I'm tired of running by myself all the time. Like I want to run with other people. So I started like Googling uh, running clubs and I came across the South DeKalb Striders. And I don't know if you've heard of that club and I don't know. I think they still exist. I don't know. Have you heard of that one? I've never heard of that one. Yeah. So yeah, South DeKalb Striders. I know at the time they used to meet at a mall. I, I can't remember what that mall was because so many, so many years are, ago. Are, are they still active now? Because I know in the Atlanta area, there are like so many different running groups and running clubs. I That is a good question. I don't, I want to say that they are because I, I know each year back in the day, they used to have like a fellowship with the, um, um, the South Fulton running partners. Um, right. But I'm not sure. Them. Yeah, but I'm not sure. But I know in that club, I met two young guys, um, Cliff DePaz and John Davis. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know either one of them because I don't think they're really running that much anymore. Um, okay. But those two young guys, they took me on the day wing, and we used to train together, and we used to run the McAfee Hill. I think that was near oh uh, i can't remember these malls i think it was south the cab mall over in that area it was like a big hill we used to do that hill and they told me you know what if you keep working hard and get your times down then you can join the atlanta track club join the well cliff put it as the lady the ladies in red and i was like okay cool i want to join the ladies in red and so eventually (laughs) I got my times down and I joined the Atlanta track club, which was really fun. And I met some of my best friends that I'm still in contact with today. And then after that, um, and during the time when I was part of the Atlanta track club, um, there was no elite team. It was just a competitive team, but you still had to run a certain time to be on that team. And during that time, it was more 5k focused, 10k focused. And so there was a group of girls. We eventually branched off with our coach and we we formed our own team, which was called the Atlanta Women Marathoners or something, something along that line. Um, I just remember pink in our uniform and I really like pink. And so (laughs) we um, made that team because we were like more focused on the marathon. And so, and so after that, you know, that was my focus. I started focusing on the marathon and the way I got the marathon bug in my system I remember one weekend um I ran a series of races um on one day I ran a 5k and a 10k and a mile all in one day and then the following day I ran a half marathon and I ran a half marathon close to almost a PR at the time and I was like you know what I should just try a marathon and so you know I tried a marathon my first marathon was not a success I mean, I mean, it was a success. Well, you know what? I take that back. It was pretty successful because I mean, I Boston qualified, and at the time, I didn't know what that meant. But wait, 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 wait! wait. You you said it wasn't a success. No, I, but that's like, why I say I take it but, back. It it yeah, I was like, that's wait, why that's I take it back. It was it was a success <laughs> in those terms because I didn't know what a Boston Marathon qualification was because all I was thinking about Eric was breaking three hours. Like, I was so time-oriented. Like, I didn't know. All I know is that I wanted to run this marathon and I wanted to break three hours. That's all, I mean, that's all I wanted to do because my friends was telling me, based on my half marathon, 
you know, they're like, you double that, add 10 minutes, and that's the time you should run for the marathon, which is not true. Um, <laughs> that does not work out. That 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 ha- that will have you walking a mile in a race. At least that's what I did at Albany. Because my first marathon was um the Albany Sneakers Marathon in Albany, Georgia. Okay. So, yeah, I pretty much walked the first. I, I walk, I don't, I'm probably like at mile 16, and this lady gave me an orange, and it brought me back to life. And so I was able to make it to the finish line. And then I remember okay. after that race, I was just like, no more marathons. But eventually I'm down. I'm going to try this again. And so I tried it again. I broke three hours. And then um, after that, I was like, you know what? I want to try to get an OTQ. And that stands for Olympic Trials Qualifier in a marathon. And so that leads me here to today where I have been chasing that Um go for a very long time and for the 2020 uh, 2020 olympic trials i missed it by 20 seconds so you know oh, so wow. i want to go for it again in 2024 so i'm excited to hear oh, yeah. what those times are so i can know what i'm chasing so i don't know that was a long ramble <laughs> no 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 that was good a lot of information <laughs> um and i do want to kind of step back and i, and I kind of want to ask you something um you know, you know, I, I'm a child of the uh, '80s, so I my parents were very much, you know, you into the books, mm-hmm. you know, sports. You know, I, I I was not an athlete, so my parents knew, yeah, you know, like my cousins and stuff. Yeah, he ain't going to school on a scholarship, on an athletic scholarship. Uh huh. So, and it sounded like your grandmother was kind of the same way. A little bit at first, yes. That she was wants you to be more focused on books and everything. Yes. Um, how did she feel once she kind of saw how successful you were as a runner and that you were going to eventually get, you were getting scholarship offers? She, I mean, you know, Aaron, she was actually really excited and like, you know, back in those times when I was running the races and like, say for example, I won the city championship, like in the AJC newspaper, they would have like a clip and they would have a picture of me and she would, she would collect all those things. And to this day, I don't even know where those things are. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Still have I, I don't know where they are because like my grandma, she passed away. So, and then eventually my family, they sold the family childhood house. So, um, so those things are, they are gone unless I can contact the AJC and see if they can pull it up from the archives. I don't know, but yeah, I, I think they can, but it, they probably will charge you. Yeah, so I don't know. I think one day I may actually contact them because I, I kind of want, I kind of want those, you know, those things because it was pretty special. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. And I also ask that because generally with cross country, it is something that, you know, black kids might not think about as an option for them. You know, they'll think about track, mm-hmm. but not necessarily cross country. Yeah. And oh, ahead, ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think, see, I think I was so privileged to go to a, a school where my coach he didn't just focus on sprints like he tried to put all the runners in the best events for for the athletes and like you know and especially for cross country he still he enjoyed like coaching kids for cross country and like I went to Thero High School which is 
an all black high school or African American high school. So, I mean, I was pretty fortunate because I don't think a lot of kids have that opportunity where they're actually exposed to cross country. Right. And, you know, like even here where I live at locally, it's predominantly white. Uh, I think I've seen over maybe the last five years, I'm, kind of, I'm thinking about when my daughter was in school, maybe one black on the cross country team. Wow. Yeah, now, it, now, track team? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, but cross country, I think one I've seen in the four years she was in school. Yeah. And see, for me, Eric, I didn't experience that until to college where I was pretty much the only black girl on the team because like I said at my school we were all black and and we were running cross country I mean and then which was pretty amazing I mean and then after I left you know the girls actually started getting better I mean at one point on my um high school team I wasn't part of that team but I think he had like two girls that were running like low 20s for a 5k and that's 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 pretty yeah. good I mean yes yes that you know is. so like I didn't know this type of thing didn't exist until I went to college and then after college you know because I thought that I really thought that you know that black well based on my experience at the time that black people did run cross country and long distance but as I got older and in college and past college, I saw that, you know, no, they really don't, especially not at a competitive level. I mean, I don't know. Well, it's, it's something that, you know, I, I think that we're getting a little bit more exposure to it. People are starting to see that um, Blacks are being successful as runners, that, you know, you can go to school, you know, mm-hmm. by running not necessarily, you know, track. It's an option. So you're not limited like, you know, football, basketball, you know, maybe baseball, uh, and just track and field, but cross country is an option. Yeah. Yeah. I think kids just need to know that, you know, you can you can get a scholarship, you can get college paid for on cross country. You know, I think kids need to be exposed and made aware of that. I don't think a lot of kids know that, you know, because partly it lies on a coach. If the coach is not telling the kids this information, they're not going to know. They're just going to assume that, no, you can't get a scholarship for running. Like, I had no idea that you can get a scholarship for running, but my coach told me that. And then I communicate that information to my grandmother, and that actually got her excited. She was like, wow. And then, you know, at the time you did stay in state, you know, you, you get the Hope Scholarship based on your GPA, and then you get a cross-country scholarship, then you pay nothing. You go to school for free. So, pretty right. cool. Yes. And, and that kind of leads into my next question. You know, to make sure I get, get this correct, you are the fifth or sixth? Because I think that's Yes, changed. I am now the sixth fastest African American. Yes. Six fastest African uh, African American born, U.S. born African American. That's correct. Correct. 
Uh, so whenever I watch, you know, the Boston Marathon or the New York City Marathon or any type of formal race, you know, we always see that it's primarily African-born athletes that are, you know, taking top prizes at these races and stuff. Um, and then you'll start seeing um, white athletes come in behind them. Where are the African-American, black American athletes, you know, distance runners? So that I think that's kind of a question people have been asking and looking at in recent years. You Are you asking me where are they? Oh. Yes. Why, why, why we don't see them more? I think for the same reason what we was discussing earlier is that you know they're not they're not really pushed into those sports and and then distance running you know if you like you think about the black little girl he or black little boy here in um America our sports where you are successful are are football basketball baseball that's where you make all the money but like in countries like Africa, you know, you make the most money by either being a distance runner or playing soccer. So I think there's going to have to be like a, a culture shift in America to show that, you know, that you can make money in distance running. And I mean, we do have some um, Blackborns who are not in the marathon yet, like Muriel Hall. She went to the Olympics yes. in 2016 for the 10K. So we mm-hmm. have people like her who eventually probably will go to the marathon and probably will be successful at it. And then we have the upcoming Peyton, um, Peyton Thomas, who just competed in the Olympic yes. trials. I mean, she's young and very talented. So I won't be surprised in the next years to come that we'll see her at the top of these world majors like coming in top 10 and I think just seeing yourself seeing yourself in it will encourage more people to give it a try because you got to see yourself in it to be able to do it and like I know I'm not like at that level but that's why one of the reasons that I run because I want to show you know, little black boys and little black girls here that you too can run distance running and you too can excel at this sport on any level. And right now I'm trying to excel on a master's level. But, you know, that's why when I see little girls and little boys, I mean, at a race, I try to make sure I go up and talk to them and tell them good job, you know, and continue to stay at it. And I mean, at one point I was coaching and you know, that was my way to push kids into distance running. And maybe one day I will go back to coaching. Right now I'm being a little bit selfish, focusing on myself. But even though I'm focused on my own running, I'm still, when I see little boys and little girls, I'm still, like, encouraged, you know, because I think that's the key where we'll have more people being at the top at the world majors. Yes, and Nothing wrong with being a little bit selfish if that leads you to be successful and to be an inspiration for the yes. younger generation. All right, so let's let's switch it up a little bit. So let's talk about training. So what does a week of training look like? That is a good question. Um, well, for regardless of whether I'm training, 
now I'm start. I started this new thing. Um, I take a day off. I mean, for many many years, I really didn't take any days off unless my body said take a day off. But now I have implemented where I just run um six days a week. I take I take every Monday okay. off. Um, a typical week will consist of a heart session on Wednesday. And right now we're in this cycle where every other Wednesday is either a track session or a hill session. So today I did some a hill circuit. And so if I don't have a race on Saturday, um, I'll typically do like a tempo or something at 5K effort. And that will be that will consist of my long run for the week too. So that workout will be built into the long run. So yeah, so basically I have two hard sessions a week and and then the rest are just a bunch of easy, easy mileage, easy, easy running, sexy pace as I call it. And then and then also yes, yeah, and also um, during the week I um lift or do strength work. Um, two to three times a week, and then I try to do core work at least four four days a week. Okay, cool. Um, do you when you're running, do you base your running on distance or time? As far as okay, I'm gonna run for an hour, and just whatever I do within that hour, that's what I do. Or my goal is to run ten miles. Um. Well, it it depends. On in general, it's mostly based on mileage. But like, say for example, um, when I was training for my half marathon that that I DNF, um, I had one workout where it was like run for sixty sixty minutes, and then after that for two hours, do this, do that. So it just depends on a workout. But mostly for my daily miles, it's based on mileage but sometimes for workouts it can be based on time and not mileage okay um again 2020 was a mess for everyone it kind of threw everybody off track um how did that affect you in terms of your training oh and your running? Oh, oh eric wow yeah um at first <laughs> honestly i was in a little I was in a little funk, um, because you know I love to race. Uh, I just love to race every single re- weekend. You know, like one year I ran seventy-two races in a whole year. So, you know, the thought of yeah, I know, seventy-two. <laughs> Look, I, most I've done is twenty four in one year. When I'm here, seventy two. I'm like, yeah, okay. um, it's crazy, but it's crazy fun. Um, so yeah, I was in a a funk the first maybe the first two weeks. You know, when all the races were shutting down, I was just like, oh, what am I going to do now? And then I started to remember, like, you know what, Shawana, before there was races, you know, you just really. I just really enjoyed like training and just working hard and just pushing my body to the limits, you know? So, um, during that time I started to seek out, um, different challenges. And so I came across the, um, David Goggins and, you know, after I did that challenge, I was just 
fired up and just ready to start training. And so after I finished the David Goggins challenge, which is um four miles every four hours for forty for forty eight hours. Okay. So yeah, yes, so that was yes. really fun. And after that, I was like, you know what? I went to train to try to see if I can run a fast mile, even if there even if this race was canceled, I'm still gonna train and it's gonna be fun because I, I never trained to run a fast mile before. I mean, well, you know, post high school. So so that was really fun. And so after that I just I just continued to train and just started picking other dis- different distances to train for, regardless of whether the race was gonna happen. You know, I just started training and I started having fun and you know, during that time, I mean, it was like I was a professional athlete because my school closed and at that time they didn't have any um format. So it was just like give the kids some assignments and you basically just sleep, eat, run, repeat. That's all I did from like March, March to right. August. So I was like, wow, this is just an opportunity to get in shape, you know, after I got out of my little funk. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna use this time to to try to get in the best shape ever. And honestly, I think I am in the best shape ever. I haven't been able to demonstrate that fitness in a race yet, but I'm patiently waiting for that day because I'm pretty fit, but haven't been able to tell you you're ready to go. I you know, we follow each other on, on social media. And you know you're like, what is it like? You're you're the 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 lion that's waiting to be let go at the gate. That's just just clawing at the gate, yeah. ready to be released. And I can see that in you through your post that you're just yes. ready to go. As soon as that first really good race comes up, you're like, okay, yeah. let's do this. All right, so let's talk about okay. Shoes. So. What what is your go-to oh, running shoe? It depends on the day, Eric. I have I have so many. <laughs> um, okay, so for my easy days and recovery days, um, I go between the Clifton, the Hoka Clifton, and the Hoka Bondi. And then for my hard days, I used to be hardcore Rincon, Rincon One or Rincon Two. But now the Mach 4, <laughs> oh my God, that shoe is the bomb. I don't know if you tried that shoe, Eric. I, I haven't got my But that my shoe is yet. the best shoe but, for fast running. I don't care if it's for hills, long runs, track day. Oh, I love that shoe. So that is my shoe that I right. use for hard days and for race days. Um if I'm running um, the mile all the way to the half marathon, I'm going to use the Rocket X. And then for the marathon, I'm going to go with the Carbon X, too. Oh, see? Yeah. Rocket X, that's my shoe right there. Uh, it, it took me one good solid run in it. And I was like, okay, that's my race yeah. shoe. That shoe is is so good. <laughs> yeah. So, so are you saying that the brand of shoe that you like right yes, now is Hoka? I, yes, I love, I love Hoka, <laughs> and I'm actually a um, Hoka flyer. I I haven't announced it yet on social media, but I need to make that post to say that I am a flyer again. So, yeah. Yes, 
It, likewise. Oh, awesome. But by the time this is re- this is this comes out, yeah, you'll be you'll have more than yeah. enough releases on this. <laughs> yeah, they'll know. All right. So as a runner, you know, it's finding balance and calm is something that we all kind of struggle with. How do you find that balance and calm? As a runner? That's a good question. Um, the way the way I view running is as a gift. I mean, every single day that I'm able to run, I, I'm literally, literally is happy. I mean, it took me a long time to develop this mindset, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just pretty chill and relaxed about running because I, I'm just grateful to be able to run, you know, because there's so many people out there who are unable to run or wish they can run. So that pretty much keep me pretty balanced and calm when it comes to running. Now, I don't know if you mean balance in the sense of how I balance running with work or something, but that's the same thing when it comes to just balancing with work and just life in general. I feel like things that are important to you, you make time for it. So I love running. So I made time for it and I appreciate running because it's a gift. That's a great answer right there. All right. This is kind of a twofold question here. Your proudest moment as a runner and your worst moment. Oh, okay. Let's let's go with the worst first because I want to end on a positive note. Um, I think <laughs> my worst moment, and it, that goes back to getting to the mind, type of mindset that I have now, is basically back in the day, um, you know, I remember this one race where I actually, I didn't run a certain time or, or I think I may have got beaten by a young child. I, I think it, that was, and I remember sitting in the middle of the road, just crying and saying that I'm not going to run. And pretty much every single time after I had a, a race that I didn't consider successful or, or I didn't run a certain time, I will always cry. So I think those are my worst moments where I didn't just appreciate just being able to run. So I I didn't like, I don't, I don't like none of those. So those are my worst moments when it comes to running. When, when I used to cry after not having a unquote good race. Um, one of my proudest moments, I, I think I have, I honestly have two now. I, I think my, my first one that I always say is that after I had hip surgery, um, back in 2013, I ran this um, 5K. It was called it's called the Purple Stride, and it's in Centennial Park, and it's for pancreatic cancer. And what was really special about that because my grandmother she passed away from pancreatic cancer, so I was really happy to be able. My first race back after hip surgery was basically for for my grandmother was in honor of my grandmother. So. I was happy to be able to run for her and be able to raise money for the um, pancreatic cancer. And then my second proudest moment is becoming the um, becoming the first African American to run um, fourteen, but now it's sixteen. At the time when I broke her 
was 13, and that record was held by Marilyn Bevins, who was the first African-American female to break three hours in a marathon. So to hold that record for the most sub-three hours marathon as an African-American female born in the U.S. is pretty awesome. Yes. Yes, it is. All right. What is a non-running fact about you that most people mm. do not know? Good question. Um, let's see. I love running. Oh, most people wouldn't know that when I was um in college, I actually made a um I submitted a video to be on American Next Top Model. Um yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's when Tyra at the time she had the short edition. She called it Patique for for short models, but unfortunately, I still didn't meet that requirement. I still was too short, but I sent it anyway, and obviously they didn't select me because you didn't get to see me on television. So, yeah, I, I wanted to be a model, and I wanted to go on that show. <laughs> Is it? I, that, I love that question because I always find out something new about yeah. it. Like, oh, <laughs> All right. All right, so what is next for you? What are you training for now? Or, or you know, is there a uh, race that, you're getting ready? For? You know, Eric, that really is a good question because um, at first, I don't know if this race is going to happen. And through the grapevine, I'm, I'm hearing that it may be canceled. But I was hoping to run the USTF Masters Mile Race in June. But I'm hearing that it's going to be canceled. So, um. So now I'm trying to break an age group record in the 5K um, here in South Carolina because I, I no longer live in Georgia. Um, so I'm going to try to break that record on what day is sometime in May, next month. Um, but before okay. that, I am going to run a, a half marathon in Arkansas where I'm going to try to win and maybe break a course record there. So we shall see. So translation, you're gonna yeah. go there, win it or break a record. That's coming up real soon. Yeah. That's like <laughs> that's like next weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, you got this. You got this. All right. So if anybody wants to follow you or get in contact with oh, you, what's the, the best, best way, way to do this? is Instagram. Um, you can contact me at peachrunner26.2 on the gram. On the gram. Shawada, thank you, thank Eric, you for, for having me here. I had a great time. Oh, yes. Awesome time. Always awesome talking to you. Um, you know, I think we generally will you know connect via social media but hopefully i know i'll be able to see you at a race i can't believe it we haven't even met in real life i feel like we i don't know i feel like we met but we haven't that's so crazy <laughs> i think we, yeah we i had you on my instagram live once. that was one thing that i did during the pandemic i started having the instagram instagram lives and started talking with runners for the fun of it it was so much fun. <laughs> yes. But yes, we've never formally met Maybe in a I'll race, see you at but Peach hopefully Street. this year we will. P 
Peachtree. Yeah, or, I am going to be at the race. I don't know the year. date, but I will be there. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not going to do that it happens. All right. All right. Shawana, thanks for being on the show. Okay, Best thank you. To Same you to and you. All your endeavors. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. And that's it for this episode of No Limits Just Sweat. I really hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for your support. And until next time, keep crushing your goals.